Hello, my name is Jennifer Mora, and I'll be your host today. I'm a senior counsel in the Labor and Employment Group at Sifar Shaw, based out of its San Francisco office. Today, we're going to discuss challenges employers are facing when running background checks on applicants and employees during the COVID-19 pandemic, and quickly run through the steps you must follow no matter when you order and make decisions based on background check information. Unfortunately, there are numerous state and local laws that might also apply to your background screening program, but due to time, we are going to talk about the big one, which is the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Let's briefly run through some of the FCRA's main requirements. First, before you order a background check, you must provide the subject a standalone disclosure consisting solely of a disclosure, and you also must obtain their written consent. There has been a ton of litigation over what it means for a disclosure to be a document consisting solely of a disclosure or standalone. And so before you start ordering background checks on anyone, please make sure that you work with experienced employment counsel in this area of the law to ensure that your disclosures are up to date. Once you get the report, if there is something in there that is potentially disqualifying, like a criminal record, then you have to follow a few certain steps. First, you must provide them a pre-adverse action notice, which includes a copy of the report and the FCRA summary of rights. This notice lets the subject know that you might take action against them, not that you have, and it gives them a chance to let you know of any issues in the report before you actually make that important final decision. You then have to wait a reasonable period of time, which under the FCRA, we believe to be at least five business days. If you still decide to take action, Maybe they didn't let you know of any new information or they didn't let you know that the information in the report is wrong. Then you can send them a second adverse action notice, which advises of your final decision. So for an applicant, your adverse action notice would withdraw the job offer. And for incumbent employees, this probably means terminating their employment. Sounds easy, right? Well, let's talk about the issue we're seeing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Unfortunately, some of the main sources of public information from which your background check provider pulls information, like courts, are closed or limiting access. So you might make an offer to an applicant and then receive a background check report that is incomplete because some courts couldn't be searched. So what do you do? Obviously, you want to know if this person will pose a risk to your organization, and you don't really know that if some of the searches are incomplete. But you also might be in a position where you can't wait for the courts to open. And even if you try another candidate, it's entirely possible you might have the same situation with that person, too. If you decide, which you certainly can do, uh, to onboard the candidate while the background check still is pending, we suggest that you do two things. First, you should ask them to self-disclose whether they have been convicted of a crime. So that would be your have you ever been convicted of a crime question which employers for the most part have been removing from their employment applications due to the proliferation of ban the box laws. If you ask that question after a conditional offer has been made, then you don't have to worry about ban the box issues, at least as they relate to the timing of the inquiry. We could spend a ton of time talking about other ban the box requirements, but it is okay in all jurisdictions to ask people to self-disclose their criminal history once a conditional offer has been made. Of course, there are some jurisdictions that prohibit you from asking about certain types of records. So you have to make sure that you list those records out on any questionnaire you present to your applicant, 
so that they don't provide you information you can't consider. So for example, in San Francisco, applicants are not required to tell you about convictions that are older than seven years because you cannot consider them. So you would want to make sure that your instruction, if they're applying for a job in San Francisco, includes that. Second, you'll also want to make sure that you modify your offer letter to advise the person of this issue, which is that courts are closed. We haven't been able to clear your background check report. And while you might be willing to allow them to start working pending completion of their check, you want the offer letter to be clear that their continued employment remains contingent on completion of that check whenever that might be. This way, if you have to terminate someone at a later date, the employee can't claim, well, I didn't know this was going to be a possibility. Now, remember the pre-adverse and adverse action process that I discussed? Well, those requirements still apply to current employees. So let's say in six months the court's open and now you get a report completed shows you hired someone with a fairly recent felony conviction involving theft. And after doing your job related assessment, which, as you all know, the EEOC suggests you do if you want to avoid any sort of discrimination claim, you've made the decision that you might not be inclined to let them keep working. Well, because of this FCRA notice process, the law says that you cannot immediately terminate the employee. Instead, you have to give them the pre-adverse, wait a reasonable period of time, and then give them the final adverse action notice. So what are you supposed to do during the reasonable period of time? Well, your options are to either give them the pre-adverse, let them work, and then give them the adverse. Or you can give them the pre-adverse action notice, put them on a five-day paid administrative leave, and then give them the second adverse action notice. Litigation against employers over their background checks has exploded in this last decade. So while I could spend hours on background checks, my hope is that this focused discussion will help you as you navigate this highly technical area of the law during this difficult time. That concludes our summary today. I want to thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for future podcasts.